welcome to the Whole Duty Show, the show where we bring up a word to spark a conversation about the related media. Here is my first and possibly last co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Oh, I hope I'm not. I mean, I hope I am your only co-host. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. We can build, bring another person in. Right? Yeah, I, I don't like. I we've talked about having guests potentially in the program, and you know, maybe there'd be somebody who, you know, we like working with us on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're out there and you can list five things that you've watched or read, then, yeah, you're welcome on the show. Unless you're Zack Snyder. You know, I I feel like he would give us some publicity, so I'd welcome it. That's true, actually. Our numbers would spike if we had Zack Snyder tagged in an episode. Yeah, we would blow up. Yeah. Like crazy, I think. Um, Like I said, we are doing the first of things uh you know your first experience first uh first sets of things uh and whatnot first episodes that you loved introductory episodes introductory movies etc uh would you like to start off in a movie yeah um i tried to go with like firsts that really grabbed me and pulled me into a series um and maybe sometimes first is the best of the series. A lot of times it is. And for movies, I went with the classic uh, Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis film. Back to the Future, part one. Uh, Have you seen all of them? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I, I owned the trilogy on DVD box set. It's pretty shiny, like the DeLorean. Um, sure. Yeah, they're just classic. Back to the Future is like the classic one. Um, I mean, Christopher Lloyd is amazing. I hadn't really seen him in much else until I watched Taxi a couple of years ago. Uh, I guess and I have. Obviously, a breakout role for Michael J. Fox. Yeah, definitely. Maybe his best role. Probably his most iconic yeah, role, Marty McFly. Yeah, probably. Weirdo Crispin Glover. Um,. Uh, that guy who plays Biff, who now sure. has a song about like answering questions. Have you ever heard his song? Yes, I actually heard it recently on a podcast. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah it's just like this. He plays guitar. I think he, he does. He do stand up now. He's something. He does like stand up or improv, I believe. Yeah, and it's mostly talking about like don't treat me like I'm Biff. Yeah, exactly. it's like I'm an artist and I'm an actor. Yeah, I'm not like some jerk jock guy yeah and he has like this song where he just essentially answers the faqs he gets all the time where he's like yes michael j fox is nice on set yep. <laughs> it's, yeah um well yeah i i mean it's great all ages film it's i believe it's timeless well i guess not really because if you watch part two it, like it takes place in 2015 and there's we don't have our lace-up nikes well we did i guess for a while at the time they sure. had a limited release of those nikes um that lace yeah with that series i feel like i've only seen the first movie really you haven't seen the second or third i, I don't think so ask if you had a order of what you liked them but obviously it's just one i guess the series didn't pull you in yeah i think i don't know i i don't know obviously it wasn't it didn't come out at the age that we would have been appropriate for like you know we were it had come out when? Like, uh, probably before we were born. Yeah, I think, uh, was it 1985? 
Yeah, probably. I mean, that's I, I the it's like every thirty years, like they do nineteen eighty five, and then they go to the back in nineteen fifty five, and in the second one they go to the future in twenty fifteen. So it always ends in five. So I'm pretty sure it was nineteen eighty five. It came out. Yeah, and I thought, and I, I liked it. I didn't dislike it, but I don't know. It just didn't grab me, and I'm, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what age I saw that. It was probably around the age that, like, you know, those 80s movies became relevant. I think, like, you know, right before I Love the 80s came out, or maybe around that same time, <laughs> yeah. where I was becoming aware of, like, the Brat Pack and all that stuff. I don't know. That's probably when I saw it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's great. The second one, they go to the future. Well, I mean, yeah, and I don't know. My, I guess my order would be I. Some people don't like my order, but I like the first one, then the third one, and the second one is my least favorite. The second one, they like go to the future, and Biff steals an almanac, and then goes back to the past and changes the future, and makes like alternate timeline. And then the third one is the one where they're stuck in the old days, the Wild Wild West. But I like cyclical storytelling, and the third one, I think, brings it nice and back to the end, where they're, again, they're stuck in the past, and they have to find a way back. There's only one time they're going to get, they got one chance. It's that lightning rod. You got a second. Yeah, I think I've seen the scene where, like, they're in the West, and maybe I vaguely remember Doc getting, like, shot in the back or something like that is one of the scenes yeah i'm pretty sure there's a fake shooting or something yeah he's got yeah. armor rigged up or something zz top is in the third one hmm. yeah does he do a musical thing or does he just in there as a cameo or something uh they're playing at like the whatever the what do you call it the, the hoedown <laughs> or okay. the square dance whatever you do in the wild west but, yeah, I just, uh, it pulled me right in. I loved the whole series. I've seen it so many times. I haven't seen it in a while. But, I don't know, man. You probably don't have to check out the other two, because one is just, mwah, it's It's the pinnacle. You're not going to get any better. Yeah, did you have just have the one? Uh, yeah, that's all I had. What did you have for a movie? Uh, I picked two. One was part of a trilogy, and the other one was a standalone movie. Uh, the one, the standalone movie that I picked, I think I've spoken about uh, at another point in the podcast. It is the very first um, director that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. He just did Last Jedi. <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, his first movie. Oh, Brick. This, yeah, Brick. The, this was like a detective movie or something. Yes. Yes. I think I remember mentioning it, and yes. it it was his first movie, and I think it stands out as a you know a good first movie. Yeah, it's a classic take on the noir detective mysteries involving murder and drugs and whatnot. Yes, it's interesting for. Oh, I guess I've he does a lot of sci-fi now. Uh, he did Looper, and he's done Last Jedi. I don't, and I know he's doing another trilogy for Star Wars. So, I would like to see what he does with just, like, kind of a, not a fantastical type of fiction. Something Have you ever seen it, Rick? 
No, I have not. But I, I heard about it recently. I know I remember you talking about it too. Yeah, I've got that. And the other one I thought of was one that I think pulled us in and then kind of pushed us away. Uh, X-Men, the very uh, first X-Men. Yeah, I almost put this down also. Yeah. I was thinking about like the classic Spider, like I say classic, but the you know original Spider-Man. I was like, well, they're all you know they're trilogies. And I was like, well, the first of ones that we've like talked to death, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, right? I don't know the. I believe it was is it Brian Singer did the first one. He did, did the first he, two, two, yeah, and, he and then Brett Ratner kind of ruined the third one. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, several other directors have ruined other ones. Yeah, I, I heard First Class was good. It was. That was uh, but, Matthew Vaughn, the same guy who does the Kingsman movies. Hmm. But, yeah, it, it was, I don't know, it just came out at a time where, I don't know, X-Men has a lot of stuff having to do with, uh, you know, it's somewhat puberty, somewhat civil rights kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and that first thing with the Hugh Jackman and the the bar fight and meeting Rogue and all those kind of classic characters that we kind of associate with those specific people. I don't know; it's just it just remains in my mind. My mind is kind of like a thrill. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it was it was it kicked off like the modern superhero film. I feel like we didn't really have many successful ones. I guess the '70s Superman were successful and i think yeah batman was kind of a standalone but it was very of the time x-men carried through and kind of sparked the spider-man and daredevil not that they're all great but i think it started making it more mainstream yeah i think spider-man probably falls in that line of like sparking off why we have uh, marvel movies but i think i don't know i and a lot of people say the second Spider-Man is the best one. Right. I mean, like, due to Alfred Molina, Molina, whatever his name is. Yeah. Dr. Ock. Doc Ock. But, I don't know. I, there's a lot of stuff I love from this first X-Men movie. The second one's okay. I don't love it as much. Oh, I like the second one better. Really? Okay. Yeah. I like Just... Nightcrawler a lot. <laughs> oh, that's right. That first scene is yeah. probably the best part of that movie oh, yeah he's going through the uh, the white house and just like teleporting everywhere oh so cool is that alan coming yeah and then this... he didn't want to come back because the makeup took forever yeah and there was a guy isn't it kelsey Grammer who does beast yes and that's in the who third does... one. Oh yeah yeah but uh i like to what was your favorite part of what, one of one um, I don't know. I like the stuff with, like, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember that movie because I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, they fight on top of the Statue of Liberty. That's right. There's uh, the senator who turns into a big blob. There's Toad, who's played by the guy who is Darth Maul. Oh, uh, Ray Park? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I do like when Halle Berry fries him, and she has, like, apparently an like, iconic line. Yeah. But I'm, it's kind of, like, redundant. <laughs> a lot of people hate it. But yeah. yeah. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? 
the same thing that happens to everything else. Yeah, it's it's kind of perceived as this like kind of iconic line that I remember, and I'm like, it's kind of nothing. Yeah, I remember really loving it in sixth grade when I saw it. Yeah, same, it. same. Yeah. I remember loving that and, you know, the big saber-tooth fight. I, I loved uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman hating Cyclops and giving him the finger with his claw. Yeah. Twelve-year-old me thought that was hilarious use of visual comedy. In a serious I think, uh, situation. The part I like the most, it's kind of like a it isn't the throwaway scene. It's when Wolverine goes to fight Magneto and he stops him immediately. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Oh, is that metal throughout all your your entire body? Yeah. And then it's you kind of realize he's not there for him. I don't know why. I just really like that scene. And he throws him through the whole train. Right, yeah, and then and that like, like all the culminates. They're like walking out and Magneto has like all those he controls all the officers guns and like points them at all their heads there's this tense moment with Professor X so the duality between them yeah that's what I had nice yeah have you seen uh, Dark Phoenix yet Uh, I've heard I don't think I've heard anything good about it (laughs) Uh, Uh, no I it's summertime when we're recording this, and I work my second job at the drive-in, so I get to watch movies for free all the time. And I kind of paid it. I while I was at my shift, I kind of worked, and uh, it was really boring. <laughs> it was just so boring. I did not care at all. That's probably the worst thing in is a movie can do is be boring. Yeah. Like if it's you know not well made, that's one thing. But it's like to not be able to capture your attention is like I don't know. It's like a cardinal sin of a movie. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Do Do you think if you hadn't seen the original, like Last Stand, you might have liked it more? No. Okay. <laughs> not Fair at enough. all. All, right. uh, all the characters are all over the place. Have like just like drastic, immediate changes, and like I don't know. I feel uh, yeah. It's just it's. It, it wasn't good. Didn't care about any of the characters. Just, yeah. Fair enough. Well, we're on movies for a second. You've seen the thing with Ariel? That's yes, I have. That's apparently a big issue. Yeah. When I first read it, I was like, oh, Halle Berry's way too old to, re- <laughs> to do that. It's true. And uh, then, then like, oh, it's some other Halle lady. Berry's not your Ariel. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then it's like, oh, it's Halle Bailey. Right? Yes, yes, some yeah. young Disney Channel girl. Which makes way more sense to me. Yes. <laughs> and I and I'm just like, I don't care if she's black or whatever. Yep, to me. Does it matter at all? Does it matter if this fictional character is a certain color? Uh doesn't matter. People. Yeah. Uh there's so many more things in the world to be upset about. <laughs> Have you seen the new Aladdin, by the way? No, that is coming to my work in a couple weeks, so I will probably see it then. Yeah, I've heard similar kind of... I've heard some people liked it, and some people were kind of like, it's kind of weird the way they like they do race wrong. <laughs> really? A few of my sources, yeah. Have you seen um, the trailer for Mulan yet? Uh, I saw the, the girl. I haven't seen the trailer. Yeah, the trailer came out this week. I'm super pumped, because if you listen to other episodes, I love Mulan, and... It looks dope. 
but I could just be fanboying out. Maybe. But it's a lot more. It's not. It looks less of like a cookie cutter, like carbon copy, like all these other Disney movies are. Which some of them take liberties, but uh, like this one, I think from it like no singing, no mushu in it. I guess. Uh, more I mean, serious tone. I don't you kind of want. I mean, I think that you could go either way, where you kind of split away from it, making your own kind of thing and following the plot. But I mean, don't you kind of want those moments where you're like, oh yeah, it's that thing and it's this thing, and they're just kind of doing it in a more modern kind of vibe setting. Uh, I think they will. I think they have a good mix of, <clears throat> excuse me, of both. Uh, they, because they definitely like they're dressing her for the matchmaker or whatever just like they are in the other the original and she looks she's wearing the same exact dress and everything so there's a lot of callbacks but I, it looks more like a feudal japan war movie at the end of it so that's cool is that china just china yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i did this recently and i, and I was doing a recording for something and i was just like oh no yes <laughs> so, the wrong thing no good Thank you for correcting me. Yes, China. Yeah. I should know this. It's my favorite Disney movie. I do know. Uh, yeah. Uh, we can... what, did you have a uh, TV show? Sure. <laughs> I do. Uh, this I was captivated by the first episode of this, and it is uh, Lost. Did you ever get into oh. Lost? Uh, no, and I feel kind of grateful that i did <laughs> probably yeah i invested a lot of time into that i didn't hate how it ended a lot of people hated how it ended but i was i was just bored one night i didn't i watched a lot of tv in high school and it was just like on i was like all right i turned this first episode on and people are flying out of a plane and there's this big monster in the jungle and there's all these mystery questions and i was just into it right away i'm a sucker for mystery boxes i guess and this was like i don't know i think this was the first jj abrams thing i'd really seen and you hadn't seen regarding henry or anything like that no nope yeah not back then so yeah i i was just uh, i i watched the whole series like when it was going on and i was very devoted i didn't hate it i can't really tell you what it was about or what happened probably i couldn't really recap it very well the middle part do you think it tied up everything at the end oh no okay <laughs> but I, yeah. I mean they did i mean no okay fair <laughs> no. enough that's fair but i was satisfied enough they gave me a satisfying enough answer or it was kind of like it doesn't matter <laughs> pretty much yeah it's not know. the it... journey it's about actually you know the opposite it's it yeah i don't know again i can't tell you what it was about really or what happened but i i liked it i like the characters like uh dominic manigan and oh from lord of the rings yeah yeah i liked him plays mary or the other one maybe i remember i think he is mary yes he's merryweather is it merryweather merit no it's like Meredith or something like that. I, I can't remember. I remember one's Peregrine. That's the other one. I oh, think. Yeah. Mary and Pippin. Yep. Yeah, I feel like with series like that, um, I think X Files did the same. 
deal and um, Game of Thrones now, right. where they kind of they create so many plots and subplots where it's like they can't possibly tie this up right. unless they just go forever. <laughs> yeah, no, they're just dangling it. Uh, it works. I'm a sucker for it. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. I didn't watch X Files either, but I watched. I think the last few seasons at X Files. That's like the worst part of it. I know, right? <laughs> what I understand, yeah. I should go back. Um, uh, there's an actor named, um, and a comedian named Kumail Nanjiani. Who oh, has yes. a pod- podcast about the X Files called The X Files Files, <laughs> where they just kind of talk about all the episodes and whatnot. Cool. I like him. He's funny. Yeah. I'd listen to that. I gotta watch The X Files yep. first, though. He has a big uh, video game podcast that had like a ton of time and invested in it too really really cool called the indoor kids oh i'll have to check that out yeah it's good nice um i had a few one was one that i introduced to you because i think it drops you in at the deep end which is attack on titan yeah (laughs) yeah i that definitely grabbed me right away and it it literally does it's like you know first few minutes it's you know people being killed and this huge thing kind of you know overwhelming the city and breaking it down and just ruining these people's lives yeah that's like the first two minutes pretty much it's just like they they kind of establish this is where they are and boom this is what's happening right now and not still you're i don't know just like yeah, high octane right from the beginning. That's how that yeah. entire series is mostly. Yeah, in a lot of comics, when you kind of learn about people writing them, it's like they say start on action, and that that definitely does. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how far are you? Am I further than you at this point on Attack on Titan? Um, have you finished season three? No. Did they finish it? yet um i made it halfway through part or i made it all the way through part one of season three and then i haven't started part two yet yeah i haven't started part two either it's like it's like episode 63 i'm on or something yeah i think i'm right there too something like that like right caught up or not right caught up but same point probably farther in the manga oh yeah that's right yeah i just have the first one yeah i mean it's it's super far it's like 800 chapters in in the manga or something crazy Jeez. i don't know maybe not that far but it feels like it's very far compared to where they are in the animated series yeah didn't they just announce that um the final season is next year of the series yeah, i think so yeah That's which for the anime sounds weird because it's like it's probably still going to be going with the with right the yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna fetch it out oh man kind of a bummer that is yeah that series definitely grabs you right in the beginning and then just keeps pulling you and pulling you along and then whenever there's like an episode where they're not running for their lives or not like fighting for their lives it's like this is boring yeah a little bit but. um i had two other listed ones i had yu hakusha which i've mentioned before it's one of my favorite anime Mm-hmm. Uh, where in the very first episode, the main character dies. Oh. Yeah. It starts off with him being... get getting hit by a car, and him dying. That happens in a lot of these, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened it, in uh, 
What was that? Konosuba? Konosuba? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Turns and out he it's, just pissed himself to death. Yeah. This It's him getting... And I don't think... Did he actually get hit in that one? It's like he no. died of like yeah, a heart shock, attack. Yeah. Shock, yeah. yeah. It kind of subverted that kind of classic, oh, you're dead right away trope in yeah. that anime has. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it slowly pulls you into this world where he's, you know, he's a ghost and it's him reflecting on his life Uh. and how he could have, you know, done it better. And then him kind of ending up in a situation where he can improve the lives of others. And that's putting it in a very vague way, because I'm going to have you watch this eventually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe next. He's a ghosty. Yeah, for a little while. I'll just spoil it okay. there. He's, he comes uh, back to life. Because that's part of it. Because that's most of how most of these animes work, where they die yeah. in the first episode. Uh, the other one I listed was The Simpsons, which is a massive series now. Uh, yes. Do you remember what the first episode is? Is that Santa's Little Helper? Yes, it is. Yes. Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Yeah, that's uh, it was a Christmas special. I that Correct. was like the was that the year we were you're born a year you're in eighty seven right? But, yeah, uh, I mean it had been part of the um, Tracy Ullman show, and then they kind of right made it right into right its right. own thing. So it was probably like you know available in that form a little bit earlier, but true. Yeah, it started off with this kind of very heartfelt episode about them adopting a dog. And Homer accidentally ruining Christmas and saving it with this dog. Yes. And it, I think the next season is like, they're all very funny, you know, at least for that time. And they're also very, you know, heartfelt. And I don't know, the series has kind of lost that over time. It's just kind of gone for, it's, you know, aiming at Family Guy right now, I think. And I've, I've talked about it before. Yeah, I'm... A lot of people talk about the sweet spot being, like, season, like, up to season 12, pretty much, something like that. That's yeah, when we were in middle school. I remember watching it. I was just listening to another podcast about The Simpsons. It's still big around the world, I think, in other places. Um, maybe with younger people. But Yeah, I mean, I'll still watch it, you know, every once in a while. But, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I... I watched it, but yeah, I liked the season 12 ones when we were watching them in middle school, because it was on like four times a day in the afternoon also, so you just watch all the reruns all the time too. And they've got this thing on, uh, I think it's FXX, where they just play it. They just play it like all of them. Yeah, and then now Disney will have all the episodes on their streaming service too. And, you know, it's not like the stuff that they're doing now is all bad. You know, for every, you know, three episodes they put out, they probably have, you know, one good one, or will have parts in each one that's good, but I don't know. They've kind of strayed away from what made it, you know, that classic show, but it's also been on for 30 years. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, when it's so saturated with episodes, it's hard to keep going. I guess that's why you get fresh writing blood in, though. Have you watched any other Matt Groening series i mean futurama was huge yes i think i prefer futurama yeah i 
it depends on there are a lot of really you know funny episodes and there are a lot of heartfelt like what is it the uh jurassic bark i think it's oh yeah really yeah the devastating one yeah at the end where yeah everyone references <coughs> fry's dog sitting there all the time waiting for mm. him for a thousand years or whatever yeah the first yeah. episode was that of that was during the millennium 1999 what what else I he, that. and i know he's doing that one now it's disenchanted did he what else did he do um, that's all that I can remember. And I know I, big stuff. I, yeah, and I, I like watched. the uh, school is hell or whatever. Right. It's, yeah. It's the comics stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've watched Disenchantment. I like that one. It's all right. Yeah. Well, you, we want to go to music. Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, I had the Silver Sun pickups. All right. Um. Lazy Eye. Lazy Eye was the first single that I remember hearing. And yeah, I've just I've liked every album that's come out since then. I've seen them like five times. They're coming to Portland next Wednesday. Maybe I'll put money down on a ticket. I don't know. Um they, I just that's what I like. I like it's not a female vocalist, it is a man, but he sounds like yeah. a female. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was a lady for a long time. She there is the bassist um is Mickey. Yeah, and she does backup vocals, but it's main vocals is a dude who sounds like a girl. But I like that. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just like kind of weird uh, prog rock type music. That's little like I maybe like I would say that like Arcade Fire maybe a little harder than that though. Arcade Fire has some harder songs. Um, yeah, they kind of vary between their kind of mellow and their hard songs. Yeah. And they and this nice kind of, uh, you know, mixture, synergy of the two. Yeah. Uh, Silver Sun Pickups, Nikki has a lot of, like, sick bass riffs in those songs. Uh, she's great. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just convinced myself to go see them next week. Yeah, I saw them uh, live with um, Cage the Elephant foals and somebody else uh, i was at that show too <laughs> yeah it's a pretty good show <laughs> yeah it was a good show yeah. uh i like the foals too they were like same type of music and did cage the elephant have people on the stage that like just weren't playing instruments it seemed that way i think so i think they have done that in the past too like it looked like they were but like they were holding instruments but they're just kind of hanging out yeah <laughs> yeah i think i left before cage finished yeah the guy had a lot of energy yeah oh yeah he wanted everyone to have a lot of energy and there was like four bands too there was another band i think some like weird rappy band i remember uh nothing ever happens at 2 a.m or something they had some song like that but yeah Yeah. oh yeah silver sun pickups great good uh what do you have uh, I had two. The one, it's, one was very new metal, which makes sense because we <laughs> talked about our love of that genre. And I think the first time I heard this song was on, it was like in middle school, I think. And I heard it and my first thought was, what is that song? I have to tell Dylan about the song. And I didn't really remember like anything about the lyrics. I didn't hear what the name of the band was. Uh, 
<laughs> and it was chop suey. <laughs> oh man, yeah, system moving down. Yeah. My first inclination was to be like, I have to relay this information to somebody else. And you were the first person who popped in my head. I, I have a specific memory of that. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, our group of friends love System of a Down. They were <laughs> pretty big. Mainly because it was the first time I heard that song. And I was like, what is this? And, it was kind of, <laughs> and I liked it. And it's also kind of like, I don't know. Is it a great song? Maybe not. <laughs> I just remembered liking kind of part of the end and stuff. Wake up, water. A little makeup. Hide, hide your. Oh yeah, no, you hide, hide the scars to fade away the shakeout. Why'd you leave the keys up on the table? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't. I couldn't understand the words of that song, so I'm like, why'd yeah. you leave your kids up on the table? What? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like trust in my self-righteous suicide. Yeah. I'm like, what are these lyrics? <laughs> yes, it was very. Uh, I remember this was like the era of music videos and MTV and just like watching that video where they're just like phasing through each other pretty much. Uh, yes, yeah, very theatrical band. Have you ever seen yeah. them live? No. I think I've seen them a couple times. I've seen Surge, Tanky, and Solo. But uh, just as passionate <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I remember really liking it. Now I'm like I don't remember the last time I've actually listened to them. But I don't know. At the time, it just grabbed me, much like this other band, which I also heard in either middle school or high school, and it was in the morning again. And it was I guess this is a band that uh, they had had a few other hits about three or so, and this was their second or third album. And this, they're like, oh, this is the first time we're playing this song on the radio. And they played it, and they're like, the phones were just ringing off the hook. And the per- like, I think it was Robin Ivy talking about it at the time. She's like, holy shit, this song. <laughs> and it was Taken Away by the Used. Oh, that song? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> vaguely, yes. I think this was the only Used song I liked. And I can barely remember it. It's like, take, 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 take it away. That's the one. It's yes. very intense. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, I never liked the used very much. Oh. Yeah. I, I was a big them. Screamo fan. I was a big Screamo guy, so like them. And I think I everyone tells me how much they hate My Chemical Romance. Yes. Like, at the time, uh, I liked them. Yeah, I... I hated them at the time, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair. It's fair. But, there. like, they had their cover together of uh, Under yeah. Pressure. I like that. Yes. Elena, uh, uh, which they played the crap out of on the radio. Uh, yeah, I remember, um, I think the most, or first exposure I had to the used was that Kelly Osborne was dating the dude. Burt McCracken, yeah, I remember and, that. So he was on the Osbournes. <laughs> that was like my first exposure to it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and he was really gross. <laughs> I was like, this guy's disgusting. Yeah, I mean that band. Those two bands did like they were like bros for a while, then they had like a, you know, they had a falling out at some point over a girl, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Gerard Way is still doing his thing. Yeah, now he does comics. Yep. That's pretty good. 
Well, I think he did that beforehand, too. Oh, I think he? he was a... Yeah, he was a graphic illustrator who was, like, in New York for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is... Yeah, I think both those bands... Well, like, I guess My Chemical Romance, they had, had, like, two other albums before that big one. Like, I think it's In Love and Death. Or maybe that wasn't used. I can't remember. Yeah. First, I remember of my chemical romance was oh i can't even remember i, I remember I helena was a big one was that the i can only remember the music video. so long and good night that one maybe oh. yeah that, that was like their second big one the other one was um I remember there's I'm not okay. okay no that's it that's the one not... that's the one that's yeah yeah because i remember okay, like i promise the music videos they're on at a school or something <laughs> Yeah. That was my... Yeah, I did not like it. It was unfused a lot. The uh, first time you heard Coheed and Cambria? I thought it was a woman, sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I like, what is this? This sounds like a gerbil. I do not like this. I like Coheed now, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I, I appreciate them more now. I still don't like that guy's voice, though. I kind of like it. I don't know. I've grown I've grown accustomed to it. But I like their, their hard stuff when they do like why not i can't even remember the song but it's on rock band it's really hard welcome home is their one of their big ones i think that might be it probably yeah yeah that's the one i've seen them it was a good show i forgot i was going to it until the night of i saw them at the state theater they're good yeah he's got nice hair i wish i had that hair he's got a ton of hair yeah looks like um do you know ninja sex party no oh they're the or game grumps at all oh yeah i know game grumps yeah well the guys who do that are one of them is in he's ninja sex party he's got like big poofy hair dan like that uh do you have any books i know it's usually your weakness (laughs) yes uh i do it is the uh, Magic 2.0 series. Uh, may have cheated. It was an audiobook. But okay. <laughs> I, I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I've never heard of it. Uh, maybe there's a print version. I don't know. I listened did you to recommend it. this in another um, episode? Did or was I? That, oh, that's Powers, I think you said. Yes. Okay, that yeah, a, that's Super Powers. I've talked about that one a lot. Uh, Magic 2.0 is about... This was recommended to, a, to me from a friend of mine before I found free podcasts i used to listen to audiobooks at work a lot but that can be expensive um but he you can send like free ones sometimes and he sent me this magic 2.0 series which is about like uh i think this kid named martin and he finds like these computer files and he searches his name in them and he finds his name and he finds a way to essentially alter space and time through his computer pretty much just by typing in simple commands and stuff like coding and so he like finds out how to give himself money and everything and just make objects appear and build objects out of thin air he ends up you know getting in trouble and followed by the fbi and eventually so he time travels himself back into like medieval England to pose as a wizard and 
uh, spoilers there, he meets other people who have done the same thing, and it's pretty fun. It's just, like, this fun mix of tech and magic, kind of, and they tackle different things, like the time paradoxes and creating life, uh, which is really just, like, coding visuals and stuff like that, but there's... I've done four of the books. I don't know if they keep making... It's one of those ones where, like, are they gonna make another one? Oh, yes, here it is. It just came out at some point, but... Yeah, it's a fun series. It's it's short. It's lighthearted. Nothing too serious, but... Each book tackles a different kind of aspect of techno... Tech technomancy, I guess. I'd recommend... It's a video game, too. Yeah, they uh, there is one where they get trapped in a video game, like a guy that was banished. Like he creates a video game and traps a bunch of them in it. Sounds interesting. I might have to look into it. Yeah, it's fun. There's also a video game called The Technomancer, which is like a it's like a I don't know I don't think there's any magic involved. But it's, it's very technology-based, and it didn't do well at all. Really? Yeah, it kind of ate it as far as ratings going on. Or, um, you know, sales. Uh, I had a few things. Yeah, all mine were comics. <laughs> of course. Got nowhere else to go. Um, I listed two different authors and then one kind of uh, comic. Uh, Ed Brubaker, who did the, who did this very kind of important run on Captain America, which kind of they took his, uh, took his uh, run for the basis of the Winter Soldier movie. Oh, cool! Like a lot of, if you read his run on uh, Captain America, you can see like where they got a lot of that stuff for that movie. Um, it's just a really well made, uh, well made thing. It's very well written the you know you kind of get the history of that character Bucky and uh, yeah. I think that's when they first introduced I'm not 100% sure I think that's when they first introduced the Winter Soldier is in his run cool uh, the other one was Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis uh, which was I hadn't really read any Daredevil it's kind of this it's this like I think the artist is Alex Maleev who like it's it's like painted it's hand painted they're all really you know well made uh, drawings and whatnot um it was later written by Ed Brubaker who does a really good run on it also and it kind of leads into this kind of crappy area called Shadowland which wasn't that good but mm-hmm. I don't know it's really well made I recommend it quite a bit uh the other the other one is uh, Batman Hush, which I guess they're going to animate into a, one of the animated features that they do kind of regularly for DC Comics, which is about this guy that from Batman's childhood that is trying to ruin his life, basically. Yeah, doesn't he, like, find Batman's identity or something? Is, is yeah, I think he figures out who he is, and then he kind of, like, slowly manipulates him and kind of has all these villains go after him and yeah cool i uh winter soldier is my favorite uh mcu movie so i would definitely be interested in seeing that um 
did yeah, Ben Affleck ruin Daredevil for you, and that's why you never got into it earlier? Um, I, I don't know. It was just never really on my radar. Um, I think if you were to read those comics, you'd be like, it would give you a completely different experience than that movie, obviously. But, I don't know. The writing's solid, the, you know, the drawings are solid. I don't know. Even the earlier stuff was written by Frank Miller. So a lot of that right, stuff is very yeah. influential also. Nice. Do you have any video games on you? I do. I had a couple. Uh, the f- first time I played a Metroid game was Metroid Prime for the GameCube. And mm-hmm. that had the that was really also the first first person shooter first 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 person shooter that uh and really only first person shooter that i really like uh it's it had this it scared the bejeebas out of me it was a first person shooter but more like an adventure type thing and i i I loved it. I loved the environment. I loved being scared of the monsters. The space pirates scared the crap out of me. Whenever the music came for the space pirates, I would start freaking out. Um, but I, I like. I haven't played all the Metroid games, but I've played quite a few of them, and I like them. I like Metroidvania style. Uh, if you listen to one of the episodes, I forgot what when the Valentine's episode was, but I dedicated my love to Samus, and uh, I, I continue to fight as her in Super Smash Brothers, and it just it, uh, Metroid, the original first Metroid Prime just sparked my love for the series. It, it's, I just like the sci-fi environment. Being scared and alone, but being a badass bounty hunter and having all those cool gadgets. Have you gone back and played any of the other, um, the other Metroids, or...? Uh, yeah, I've, like, played Super Metroid, but I got stuck. Yeah. Um, And I got the trilogy again for, like, the Wii U, but I didn't get very far into it. I think that was right when I got my Switch, too, so, like, (laughs) Switch took over pretty quickly. Sure. Uh, I I had a few things. Uh, the first game that I bought when I bought my PS3 was uh, Red Dead Redemption, which I probably I think I've mentioned it before here as a uh, as a great video game, and it's you know it's they've only have you know the two right now, but it's a you know it is Red Dead Revolver, right? They do, and that is the first in the kind of Red Dead series, but it it's not directly related to Red Dead Redemption or Red Dead 2. Uh, and it's, you know, it's the first one for the next-gen consoles. So, I don't know. They just improved upon a lot. You can go onto YouTube, and I think I mentioned the music of it being really great and how they kind of made this stuff that kind of flowed together as far as know what the instruments they were using and like they'd make themes that like here's the gun you know the shootout theme yeah and they'd kind of interlace it with like the town theme and all that stuff nice yeah 
Nice layering. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I listed the Uncharted series, mm-hmm. which are very, you know, cinematic, you know, well-made games about a treasure hunter named Nathan Drake. Uh, the first one's okay. It, you know, it's... But they, they kind of slowly get better as the series go on. Two kind of has the most iconic opening, I think, where, you know, you start off unconscious in a train, like, dangling off a cliff, and you're like, why, why am I here? Just, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard. Like, that's why I've heard about the Uncharted games, or I've seen a couple of them played. Um, but yeah, they are very cinematic, and that that's kind of cool. I like that. A lot of people hate cutscenes in games, but I I like movies so much that I'm okay with it. Yeah, if you like the uh, like the Tomb Raider series, it's kind of like falls in that same kind of aspect of like, oh, or like Indiana Jones. It kind of has that same kind of feel to it. Nice. Um, yeah. I also just listed Sega in general, Sega Genesis, because oh, yeah. that was my first system. Mine too. And I have a lot of fond memories of playing it. Yes, my parents wouldn't let me have one, or wouldn't buy one for me. But then a guy at work gave me, or my, my dad's work, I was not an adult, <laughs> right. working with someone who gave me a Sega Genesis. Uh, he, he was... Getting too old and didn't have time for it and gave it to me. And then it began. Sure, do, you, do you have a first game? Do you remember the first game you had for your Sega Genesis? It was probably Sonic. Yeah. There there are a lot of games that I like remember more than Sonic. I played a lot of Vector Man, if you remember. Oh, Vector I had Vector Man, Man two, yes. Uh, Earthworm Jim is the one that I played a lot of. I didn't have that, but I do remember Earthworm Jim. There were a few, like, um, Nickelodeon and Disney games that were kind of popular around that time. Like, I think the Rocco's Modern Life game was out around that time. Yeah, I remember the Ren and Stimpy game. I had yep. fun with that one. And, like, obviously those old uh, Disney, like, impossibly hard. Yeah, Aladdin and tie-ins. Lion King. Yeah, Lion King I had. And I think I got to be an adult one time. <laughs> I couldn't, like, recapture it. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had. I did have one more game, actually. I oh, had, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. I had uh, Splatoon. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of just bought the first one on a whim, and I had a lot of fun with it. Again, I don't like traditional first-person shooters. This is a third-person shooter, but, I mean, the, the it's not about the kills it's about the well each kind of game mode has a different uh rule set but it's more about the painting mode yeah there's like the turf war where you paint you try to paint more of the battlefields or there's like escort modes and stuff like that uh transports things like that you kind of prefer that play the objective kind of game style yeah, that's why um, super competitive one. I liked Overwatch too because it wasn't. I mean, they have deathmatch, but most of their like multiplayer is team versus team, escort mission or something like that. I'm like that more. Like I don't know, my aim sucks. I guess so yeah. I'm better as like a support character usually. Uh, and I I like Splatoon too. I got into that. I like when it first came out. 
I got that at launch, and then Nintendo started charging their own line. I took a break, and now everyone's better than I am. <laughs> and it's yeah, I mean that's the way it goes. I don't uh, think I don't know if I can ever have fun with it again. <laughs> Did you ever get into those games like um, League of Legends or anything like that? I, I only bring them up because they're not really like, you know, they're not team death matches. You know, you have an objective. Right. No, I've seen League of Legends played. I think I watched a documentary on it, um, but I never got into it. Those games, like those team games, I usually play with randos and... I never have people that, like, want to play, and I can never, like, make a coordinated team or whatever. It's hard in Splatoon because you can't, there's no communication with anyone. There's no freaking way to chat, voice chat on Nintendo. Um, Overwatch, everyone's an asshole. (laughs) And, like, yeah. So I find it hard with, like, team multiplayer, online multiplayer games. Yeah, and I, I did bring that one up, but I mean, I was just thinking, it's an eSport also. It is right. incredibly competitive. Yeah. So, I mean, there can be, and it, it, it also can be very toxic in those kind of chat rooms or whatever. Yeah, online play has always scared me. I remember the first time my friend, like, I, I wanted to play Overwatch because I was like, oh, I love all the characters and that looks so cool. And then we're like counting down to get into this mode of people i'm like shaking i'm like what if i'm so bad and everyone hates me it's like oh the toxicity of the online community just stresses you out sometimes yeah i i totally get it yeah i just make i just have fun with i make fun of myself now whenever people say gfy which means go f yourself i say good fun yeah (laughs) There are probably a lot of people who have their kind of thing where they're like, I need to deflect this <laughs> yeah. antagonism. Yes, I've done that a lot. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, did you want to move on to the next part? Yes. Uh, I have a quiz for you. Right. I'm ready. I got a, a few questions here. It, I have no idea what it's about, so I don't know if I'm it's ready. a. A lot of them are kind of about the first things, original things. Okay. So, which came first, DC or Marvel? Um, pretty sure that's DC. You're correct, sir. Yes. DC came first. What is DC Comics' original name before it was DC? Oh, man. Um. This one's tough. Yeah, I probably know it when you say it. I mean, DC, does that stand for Detective Comics? Uh, Before it was DC, it was Detective Comics, but before that it was called National Allied Publications. Yes, yeah, Yeah. they all had very boring names in the beginning. I'm going to have to ask you the same thing uh, with Marvel. Ah, man. (laughs) Again, I know you're going to... This one, yeah... Yeah, because there was also, like, so many comic companies went bankrupt and other ones mm-hmm. were acquired by other ones. Um, so, yeah, what is it? Timely Comics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, have a, I have a movie question for you. What is the first Marvel movie? First Marvel movie. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't mean in the cinematic universe. I mean in general. Right, of course. That I mean, that would be an easy Iron one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the first Marvel movie? I I know I, of our generation it was Blade, I believe. But, I mean, I know there's stuff that predates that. There's, sure. I know there's, there was like, like a... There's a couple Hulk TV movies. Uh-huh. One specifically where Matt Murdock defends him in court, which... Oh. Matt Murdock is Daredevil, if you don't know. Yeah. Anyone doesn't know that. Uh, uh, there was a old Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. What is the original? Is that the original? No. It, in 1944, it, that's when it came Oof. out. Wow. Would that give you any clues? The year? No. Think about what was happening in the world during 1944. Uh, oh, was it Captain America movie? Yes, it was. Wow. Yeah, I know there's a 1990. I didn't know there was a 1990 Captain America movie. Yeah, yeah. Wow. There, I looked it up on Wikipedia, so it's only as relevant as that. If that gives you any clues, um, oh, I count. Yeah, there's like a 1940 Shazam movie. I count that. Yeah, that's DC, but yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but okay. I'm just saying. I, I sure. count all the way back then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a 15 part, chap- 15 chapter serial film. So, take that forever, you, if you want. <laughs> Wait, 15 part serial film? Yes. Serial is an S E R I, not like right, the right. food. <laughs> huh. So it was yeah. broken It was probably like series. some type of like anti propaganda yeah, type I'm thingy. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, who is Marvel's first superhero? Marvel's first superhero. Well, I think he's technically in the very first Avengers, or maybe he's in the very first. Um, he's in like that World War Two squad. You can see him kind of famously in there. I think it's the Howling Commandos or something like that. Okay, I know the Howling Commandos, but I don't know. There's a few people in it, and he's one of them. Captain America is one of them, because it's World War II. Right, yeah. Namor is one, I'll give you a hint. That's not him. Oh, he's in the Howling Commandos? Then I don't know the Howling Commandos. (laughs) Well, he's... They had a bunch of people who were kind of representatives of, like, other stuff that were helping, like, subvert Hitler. (laughs) Hmm. And he happened to be one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I know Fantastic Four was the first family, He's, but I don't know the first. There was a guy who wasn't, well, you were kind of close. Um, his name is Human Torch, ah. and it wasn't the Johnny Blaze right. or whatever his name is. Ah. And he's, if you look up, I think it's the old place, uh, Helen Commandos are the old, like the original Avengers, where they had like, it's like Captain America Namor. Right. Human Torch, that guy is like, what is his name? Like, Dum Dum Duggan or whatever. Oh yeah, Dum Dum Duggan. Yeah, he was yeah. in the Captain America movie because yeah. they had Cal- Howling Commandos in the original Captain America movie. Yeah, but Human Torch. No one fancy like the Human Torch. Uh, the other one, <laughs> this one's harder. Also, who was the first DC hero? I could just give this one to you. I don't think you're gonna get it. Sure. 
Doctor Occult? Nope, wouldn't have gotten yep. it. Never heard okay. Of it. Uh, when the N64 was first released, it, you know, it uh, was released alongside two games. Can you name those two games? Super Mario 64. Sure. And... Was it a racing game? Uh, kind of. Kind of. It had 64 in the title, if that helps. So it's something, something 64. Was it 1080... No, not 1080 snowboarding. Um, Um, there were a lot of character. You could choose different characters, and who you chose kind of varied the thing. Oh, was it Mario Kart? No. No. I wonder if... I think you'll kick yourself when you say it. Um, it primarily had to do with a type of racing, but not necessarily cars. Uh, was it Wave Racer? Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might not get it. Pilot Wings. Oh, I was. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I was going to say Pilot Wings. Oh, yeah. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> Did I just peek the mic? I might have just peeked the mic on that. Maybe. Uh. This one isn't the first. What is the last released N64 game? Oh, man. It, it's a series you probably played. So it's one of a series. It's actually the third. Is it a Mario Party game? No. No. It involve, It does involve a famous character. Well, famous person. Famous person? Hmm. Was it a Madden game? No, you're close-ish. Close-ish. Where it is a sports game. Oh, man. Mike Tyson didn't release another game, too. I don't believe so. Not then. Not back then. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying know. to think of another hint I could give you. Because I had it. I didn't get an N64 until like a year before the GameCube came out, so I should know this. I was limited on the N64 game. We, we've talked about this series on the podcast before. Don't want to just tell you. Yes. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Ah, dang. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, that was the last game to be released. Do at least in the US. That one? Yeah. That makes sense. Do I have. I might have four. Was there four? I feel like I have three. There may have been four. Yeah, well, there's five, actually. But I think they were released on other systems. Yeah, I They also have Underground or whatever. Right, I had Underground. I couldn't remember if that was before or after four. It's around... I think that they released it before four. And maybe it didn't do as well, so they went back to four. And then they did Underground (laughs) two. Oh, yeah, I loved it, man. You can... Story mode... And you get to run around. Not on a skateboard. Great soundtrack. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we have talked about it. Yeah, because we talked about yeah. the Tony Hawk soundtrack. <laughs> uh, do you know what the first movie to go to DVD was? Uh, was it The Matrix? No. That was like one um, of the first movies I saw on DVD. It was first cool. one I saw was um, Sixth Sense was my first one that I saw. This one involves a natural disaster. Uh, On a lower scale. Still uh, important, though. 
Was it a true story? Um, it may have been based on a true story. I was don't it know Volcano? Sure. With Tommy Lee Jones? No, you're kind of on the right track. Uh-huh. Dante's Peak? Uh, no, I didn't mean like as far as volcanoes. I mean, <laughs> as far as just kind of like natural things. Oh. Uh, earthquake? Is Earthquake a movie? It, maybe. <laughs> I, you're close. You were so close. Uh, What's another type of natural disaster? Twister. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> that makes sense. That was like a big budget movie at the time. And they, they had yeah. to be like, you can get 5.1 Dolby surround sound with digital crisp picture of this Twister. Compare it to the analog. Bill Pullman. Paxton. Paxton's in that one. No. Yeah. Uh, Pullman yeah. is Independence Day. Paxton is Twister. Uh, he rode the ride. He, I'm Bill Paxton. An F5 tornado <laughs> is the most powerful thing in the world. It can rip right through. <laughs> That's how it sounds in the movie? I don't know. Probably. I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> Me either. I rode the uh, ride more times than I saw the movie. The last one, I didn't really phrase it in the form of a question, so I need to think about it. Uh, the first, well, we I'll tell you about Jeopardy, it a little bit. And I can answer it as a question. Uh, you won't know this, so I'm going to try and <laughs> play it. I know you won't know this. Saizei-san is a manga created in 1946. <laughs> Saizei-san. It's about a lady. It's about a lady. It's, cur- it's also created by a woman. One of the earliest known mangas... That's actually the first uh, manga to be serialized. Created by a woman about a woman. The manga ended in 1974, and then later on, well, actually earlier than that, an anime was created in 1969. When did that anime end? Oh, jeez. Uh... Uh, wait. Uh, ni- 1999. Okay, this was a trick question. It's oh, ongoing. Ah. It's still going. What is it's, it? It's, um, it's this very famous character. Who's this, it's a pro-feminist uh, character. created. Like I said, uh, it's the first serialized manga. It's about a lady created by a woman. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just her kind of her daily life and dealing with stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just been around forever, and people love it. Cool. Yeah. That's all I had. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I did not know that there was anime that long. That's longer than The Simpsons. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Nice. And it's, I mean, there have been manga created in, like, I think the mid or early 1800s, but she was the first serialized kind of thing. Pretty impressive. Especially for that kind of time. Oh, yeah. Unheard of. Definitely. Uh, The last thing we had was Anime B. Yeah. I had you watch the series. I watched first three episodes of the 2003 anime Full Metal Alchemist based on the manga. 
That's at least what Netflix said. Uh, yeah, uh, this came out in 2003. It's about two brothers, uh, Al and El. Uh, uh. <laughs> Alphonse and Ed. Yes, yeah, Al Edward. and Ed. Yeah, yes. Uh, two and... Japanese brothers, Al and Ed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, are they Japanese? No, or? I guess not. They're That's like, my question. One of my like questions was, because this isn't, it's not a, they don't live in a fantasy world, I uh, think. They do. Oh, kind of. Well, no, they, it's all science. It's not magic. That's what I they know, yell they about still, all the time. Yeah. But they don't live on, I think they live on Earth, but I don't think it's a, it's like a, a fictionalized you know, right. yes. country. It's, you know, what is it, Hemestris or whatever they call it. I have no idea. I, I don't so. think they're there yet. Okay. Or at least... It's very uh, British. It's actually very German. Is it? Yeah. Yes. The only... Because the episode I watched was actually... Took place in a desert. The first two episodes right. take place in a desert. And then... The third episode is a flashback. Yes, yeah, So I didn't get a lot of setting of where they lived or anything like that. Or at least currently, anyway. Yeah. Because the episode one takes place, they're like 15 or 16, and they're already accomplished alchemists, pretty much. And then, so, does it pretty much jump back in time after that? They're like 11 or 12, and they go and learn all their stuff? Does it follow them? Uh, I should probably sum up the series before (laughs) you answer questions about it. Uh... Yeah, so this is about, there's alchemy in this world, and they want to learn to be alchemists, right? And if you don't know what alchemy is, it's taking one chemical compound or chemicals and transferring them into something else. And if you know physics at all, you can't, matter cannot be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. Yeah. And that's a lot of, they yell about that a lot in this show. (laughs) Yes, they do. Did you watch the uh, dub or the sub? Series? I watched the dub. Yeah, I, that's what I watched too. Okay. Yeah, it was on Netflix, and it's done by Anaplex, and they usually do like pretty good jobs. Yeah, I think they it's do, okay. Like, yeah, Anaplex usually does like the classic stuff. Um, and yeah, the first two episodes take place. Uh, well, actually, the first, the beginning of the series is very unsettling. Um, kind of don't know what's going on they're in the middle of an alchemy i don't know i want to say ritual but alchemy thing you don't this know what's going guy on named, uh, was it cornello i think it is who's this kind of trusted uh religious leader i think is that the first one yes but the first one this first scene starts with them trying to you don't learn it at the moment but they're trying to bring their mother back and yes um, consequences happen and you see bloody stumpy legs and arms right off the bat and then this weird ass like goo monster that's like upside down and turns around through all the fog and this is just the beginning of the show and you're like what the hell and then then it just kind of goes into the desert and it's, kind of, it's pretty chill after that yeah uh, but yeah and then they find this it shows them they're 15 16 but it's not them anymore. He, well, Al is, right? He's the middle, he's the full middle alchemist, right? Al, well, 
I think Ed, yeah, Ed is the Full Metal Alchemist. His brother is just a you know an alchemist, but he's he's a big suit of armor. Yes, he, Ed is now a suit of armor. The younger brother has it's just this suit of armor walking around, and there's no body inside. Nope. They make it to the desert and they find the super religious village where the yeah what'd you say his name was cornello cornello yep father cornello um he is using alchemy to quote unquote make miracles and kind of manipulate the people of the village and it's they yeah they tackle like a religion right right on in this first episode pretty much they're just like hey he's manipulating you this isn't real like this is why and you know they al and ed explain what alchemy is you learn a lot about what alchemy is and it's pretty much what i said it's you make things and out of other things pretty much yes they show the townsfolk how they because they someone drops and breaks a radio and then they repair it pretty much immediately by drawing a circle on the ground and so they're kind of the first two episodes are them trying to expose father cornello who can he uses his powers he gathers everyone in this big amphitheater and then just shows off like all his alchemy powers and um yeah he doesn't like that what happens well, he's, there? he's manipulating people he's kind of saying these are god's miracles right and it's you know it is this very you know it's this explainable scientific thing and they're kind of pointing it out they're like oh it's alchemy and this is something that can just be done and he's kind of saying like no only i have the power to kind of do this thing that nobody else can do and he kind of is in this he's a servant named rose does rose come in at that point yes yeah who and he keeps telling her, "Oh, I can bring your dead boyfriend back to life with right. my miracles." And then they kind—I of, think that's what kind of sets them off because they're like, "It's this thing called human transmutation," yes, which they know to be really bad because that's what they try to do. That's what they tried to do with their mother, right? Yeah, cost them their bodies. Yeah, you're not supposed to really manipulate human or any life with alchemy. It's one of kind of the laws, and they. Episode 3 kind of exposes, like, that they tried to fool with that and that they've learned that and that's they are paying for that with... It turns out that Al has replaced his arm and leg with robot arm and leg. And, yeah, like you said, Ed is has, no longer has a body. He's essentially just, like, a ghost in a suit of armor, pretty much. Yeah. There's, like, a seal on, like, part of the armor that's kind of, like, uh... It, holds his soul basically ah uh, i think that they i don't know if they showed that but there's not like, yet inside like like around the neck area they kind of have this thing that has like a blood seal okay it's kind of bonded his soul to the armor there's no like human body inside it at all right yeah they kicked his head off and everyone freaked out but it just clanged to the ground like a like an empty helmet excuse me uh but yeah, and then, so eventually in this confrontation, Al, Ed, and the Father Cornello have, they find out that he has this ring that's actually allowing him to do alchemy. It's not actually him doing the transmutations, and they believe that the ring is the Philosopher's Stone, which is 
if you've read Harry Potter, you know it, it lets it enhances it lets you raise people from the dead. It, it like it's supposed to enhance your alchemic powers. Yes. And that's really what their Al and Ed are striving for. You find out that's their motivation for being there. And yeah, and he uh, he also Father Cornell makes chimeras like like combining animals together and stuff with his powers and. Yeah, they eventually beat him. <laughs> yeah, uh, and expose him to not after they beat him after exposing him to like the whole village that he's a fake. And but you find out that there's like two people manipulating him from the background, l- lust and gluttony. Yeah, it's it might be envy. Is it envy? It's the one that transforms. Okay. They're, well, is there they, also envy? There's also an envy. Yeah, they've got yeah. all of them. They replaced Father Cornello at the end with envy. Oh, they, okay. I don't think I've seen envy in original form yet. They just yeah. said envy. You're this is you, and you're you're gonna. He didn't die. But I don't know much about them yet. They're just in the shadows. They're probably the most intriguing part so far, because um, a lot of just <laughs> the battle. I feel like any of the action was overdone by them yelling about what you can and can't do with alchemy pretty much like you can't do that with alchemy they just like them yelling the rules about alchemy during the battle with father cornello um uh what did i have written down unsettling beginning lots of yelling is this they tag oh i had a question um so father cornello one of his miracles is he can make statues move how do you do that with alchemy? <laughs> I understand I alchemy making things, but how do you animate and move statues around to keep guard? That is a good question. I mean, <laughs> I don't... I mean, think about the armor that Ed is in, or Al True. is in, also. Yes. You know, there's a non-body in there moving armor around. So, mm, I mean, they're definitely playing with, like, the idea of, you know, real physics... There's something in there that is allowing them to have some type of, you know, automated kind of movement somehow that also have some sense of sentience because they're keeping guard. They're not just there, you know. True. I don't know. So I I don't really know, and I don't know if it's ever really explained, <laughs> like that they're that they're able to kind of do this. Like maybe there's a machine in there that they're not explaining, but I doubt it, mm-hmm. and I doubt it ever gets explained it's been a while since i've seen this series yeah it is like in the top like list of like popular anime right classic stuff but yeah because i don't even know if this is what we agreed that i would watch last time is it well what i said was you should watch six episodes oh because because they have two different series right one is full metal alchemist and one is full metal alchemist brotherhood yeah I was. I am gonna do Brotherhood. I think. Okay. Also, uh, um, I don't know that will help you at all. But it's basically <laughs> what they did is at around the halfway point of uh, Full Metal Alchemist, because the, I don't think the manga had been completed yet. So they made an original ending. So they remade okay. the series with Brotherhood, and that follows the manga more closely. Oh, all right. 
Brother... So they remade the series with Brotherhood. Brotherhood isn't... Brotherhood is the new... Like, it's the, you know, the newer series, but they made it so it fo- follows the, you know, the story rather than this original thing, which they didn't full out Metal Alchemist. I thought brotherhood was just a time jump to later down the line no it's like they just okay. the thing. they even they probably cover a lot of this father cornello stuff okay yeah all right like they read tell the whole like how they sacrifice their bodies and all this stuff but it, it more closely follows the manga which is the you know the source of material right all righty then yeah because i uh is it Lieutenant Corn? So Lieutenant Colonel Roy Mustang is going to be in. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's in I just thought that was the most American name they could have thought of. <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel Roy Mustang. Yes, I like him. It's yeah, he was only in it like for a minute in the third episode I saw. All right, then I am going to watch Brotherhood because uh, I got to say this is probably an Anna no from me. Okay, that's um, fair. I did, I watched it because I, I, yeah, you're right, you did tell me to watch, I will watch Brotherhood, I was going to do that for the next episode. It's probably going to be an Anna No, because it's, it's a lot of the same story. Really? I will say, yeah. I don't know, I can't remember if the starting point is the same. Um, I can't remember if they start there, I think that they start, like, at their childhood, and then they go to, like, them working with the military. Well, I don't hate the story is the thing. I just, I don't care about, I hate the characters. I don't care Fair about enough. them at all. They, you know, you just got the obnoxious older brother who likes to yell about alchemy all the time. That's going to be the, a lot of it. And then you have the younger brother who's just so soft-spoken. And I, I like him, but he just, he talks like this and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Like, uh, I mentioned that it's very German. The, the ruler of the country is... Fuhrer King Bradley. Uh huh. Yeah, it is this very German kind of like thing to it, and they eventually do have this thing that they tell you about called the Ishvalan War of Elimination or Extermination, where they're basically trying to kill off a race of people, which is very German-ish. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in the world, though, um, I guess. I kind of felt like, though, when he laid out all the rules, like, you can... I don't know, I guess there were... Yeah, the first two episodes... I'm jumping all over the place. <laughs> the, the first two episodes in the desert, like, didn't grab me at all. But then when they kind of... They enriched the backstory a little with the third episode, with the flashback about their mother and... Uh, how they grew up with her and how they discovered alchemy but after that I felt like since then it starts it's going to fill in like this four to five year gap to where they'll get to where they were in the desert with Father Cornello like I don't I, I honestly I was just like I didn't like them in that episode so I don't care how they get to that point really um but I yeah. am. I think Brotherhood, at least the first episode, is different because I think I did watch at least the couple minutes. They're in the first episode. They're already state alchemists and they're chasing down some like freezing alchemist. Oh or yeah, something. that's right. That, yeah, they hunting down this one guy, the ice alchemist or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. 
so I'm interested. I uh, and I was like, I was just reading the episodes descriptions of future episodes, and like, I'm interested in the world and like the state alchemists and and the Brotherhood. So maybe, maybe I'll like Brotherhood better. Maybe it. I mean, it was made. I think like about a decade later. So yeah, it a, I think it was it a fresh coat of paint on it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and also that's what I, I like dynamic animation, and I think that there's probably more of that in the more recent series. I would hope yeah i think the original one was made in like 2002 i believe yeah. it said yeah yeah so it's definitely older um the characters as far as the brothers i think they use the same uh voice actors so damn yeah um <laughs> they like to do that with anime especially in the english stuff where they right yeah the makes sense um so yeah a lot of the series is him yelling a lot of complaining about how people call him short because he's very short yeah there's a lot of short Napoleon issues. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, it, I don't know. As far as them, they're the focal point and they don't really change that much. So you may have some issues there. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, following an unlikable protagonist is kind of tough. Yes. Okay. I've, I've only seen the dub. Maybe you should try the sub. Maybe you'd like it more. It'd be a different voice. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I will try Brotherhood. Next episode, Al- Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Watch along if you feel like it. It's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I think they're both on Netflix, right? Yeah, they are. Yep. Yeah, yeah. there's like 50 episodes of Full Metal Alchemist, which isn't. It's too not much a ton. Yeah. No, it's not. I like a self contained one, but I think 50 episodes would be a lot that I can't do it all yeah uh something else oh yeah oh well the other day we talked about um sports anime yeah and I did some research on that and I was finding out like oh they have way more than I realized really well there's a thing on YouTube you can go look it up if you want it's like 30 best sports anime all right, and it you know it covers down. thirty out of many, <laughs> and I realized that they have like uh, race car driving, initial D, which is a very popular one. Uh, I didn't see any hockey, which kind of surprised me. I know I mentioned soccer, American football. I recently noticed that they have a cheerleading anime. <laughs> Do they have? Oh, I want to see a break dancing one. I think that they have that. I think it's uh, called, like, Sket Dance or something like that. They have a ballroom dancing anime. Ooh, cool. They have uh, ice, ice skating. Uh, there are a bunch of other ones. But rugby was a one that they had. Yeah, a lot. It's like a professional wrestling one or, like, a ladies' oh, cool. professional wrestling one. Like Glow? Yeah. Pretty much. A lot of different weird stuff. I, I think I, I might find a breakdancing one. <laughs> I think I need to see that. Breakdancing? Yeah. I'm going to check out the ballroom one, too, actually. I'm quite interested. In, I'm interested in a dancing one. I don't know why. Uh, Yuri on Ice, which is, like, a really popular one. Just ice skating or, like, cool. singing. Yuri uh, on Ice. It also has a lot of... It's a Yahweh which I think I've mentioned the story before, so it's BL, or Boys Love. 
just oh. gay men. It's based at, you know, those are the characters. Of course, they would do that. For Free, skating. which is a swimming anime. Typical. Competitive swimming. Cool. Which is another BL. <laughs> Boys love. They also have GL, oh, yeah, which is girls love. I mean, the physique in those... I guess it's easy to... <laughs> There's a lot of, like, elongated torso shots. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> oh, great. They really know how to service their fans. Yeah, I mean, you saw Lust in um, Full Metal Alchemist. They definitely give you something there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. I don't know. That's all Let's I have. Check them out. Nice. All right, I think then I guess we'll wrap up, right? Yep. All right. Well, you can you can email us at wholegdshow at gmail dot com. Check out our website wholegdshow.podbean.com. dot com. Uh, Facebook page facebook dot whole no facebook dot com slash wholegdshow. Twitter at wholegdshow. All that stuff is at wholegdshow. Pretty much, it's not a hard domain name to get a hard of hold of. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you, Jeff? Uh. You can find me at Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at RewriteOShaw, and that's RewriteOShaw, doing art and stuff and some blogging. Uh, we also have the YouTube channel up. We haven't added anything to it. I have something recorded, but I haven't put it on there yet. Cool. Yes. <laughs> uh, Caleb O'Ryan does our music. He's on streaming services and Spotify. Um, yeah. And I think that's it. Yep, we'll see you later. Bye. See ya.